What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. We're not going to date. What's up, guys? It's MJ. How are you guys doing on this lovely Monday morning? I said, listen, forewarning, I sound like a 80-year-old man. Oh, God. He's back. My dad. <laughs> yeah. Dad, oh, my God. You going live now? No, we're not live, but we're What's recording. Up? Oh, my God. Also, we love you, MJ. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Also, I'm visiting my family for the, the weekend, and uh, my dad is here, obviously. As you well, guys, if you didn't have me, you couldn't have wrote the book. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm the OG, baby. It was one book. <laughs> OG. Oh my god. What is it? What? What's JR? JR. See, she got it backwards. I'm RJ, actually. Oh my God! Yeah, you well, are Rock Junior. That's Rock cool. Junior. I didn't even notice yeah, that. You did. That's cool. Anywho, that's my father, who will probably simultaneously pop on here, and I want to apologize in advance. He wants to be a cover model, guys. <clears throat> Dude, my dad is nuts, and see, this is what I'm saying. This is why I can't tell him I'll be doing podcasts when I come home because he's like he loves it. Guys, we're gonna have a podcast episode one day with him. Yeah, we want to do like a what the trope episode with my dad. Like we so did with Hannah. Let us know if you guys would like that and we'll do it with him. Um, but yeah, so now that you've 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 heard my chaotic uh family, Stevie, what's going on in the book world? Um well today's release day for Kim Lorraine, which is Wild Ride, who loves a good cowboy because I do. Love me a cowboy. Oh. Um tomorrow well when you're hearing this these books will be out uh piper rain is releasing my vegas groom which was so good i'm uh, i'm so obsessed with logan who is nikki's husband she married in vegas and he's an mma fighter and i'm obsessed with him because he just he just knows that she's like the right one Mm -hmm. and nikki is not convinced at all so he like chases her hardcore and i'm obsessed like I love a good I love a good man that will chase the girl. Samesies, samesies. So um, uh what else? Uh Charity Farrell's releasing Chaser 2, which is the fourth book in the series. So it is Finn and Grace. And then in August, I believe we're getting the final book, which is called Last Round, and that is Silas and Lola's story, since we've watched their story play out through the whole series already. <laughs> <laughs> and we're finally going to find out what's going to happen with those two. Um, we got Miss Ma'am over there is releasing a book on Thursday. Yes, my book comes out in three days. Three days, people. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Art readers have really enjoyed it. The reviews that I've gotten have like literally made me cry because they're just. I feel like there's such heartfelt reviews, and I'm just hoping that like Rhett and Q touch your heart the way that they did mine when I was writing them and yeah like and I want to be okay I this is another thing that I have to say is that uh Courage for Fools is not like and I am not saying this like market myself but it's not like another it's not like every other rock star romance like Rhett is not like some guy who's like women crazy and like on drugs and like drinking and partying all the time like that's just not who Rhett is and I hope, and I can't wait for you guys to meet him. That's all you need to know. I can't wait for you guys to meet him. But yeah, that's all for me over here. Anything else for you over there? Oh, I'm also sunburnt. You can't see it, but I'm sunburnt to a crisp. Um, you might also be able to catch us live on Thursday or Wednesday. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys are gonna catch us. Oh, that's another thing. Join us in on uh, Monty J's author page. Or my Facebook group. I haven't decided yet. One of the other. Where I will be going live with some of my besties. My besties. Which includes Stevie, of course. Kristen Turnage. Kat Singleton. And JC Hannigan. My besties. My ride or dies. Look, we are in like this massive group chat together. Oh my god, it's a nut. It's a nutshell. And we are just all, we just all love each other and we are obsessed with one of another and we just like, yeah, we're going to be like talking about Courage for Fools and promoting the shit out of that. And so, yeah, come join us. It'll be fun. I'll be drinking. I know we're all going to have some drinks and just have a chill conversation and it's going to be fun. 
But uh, yeah, I think that's all for me. Is that all for you? Yep. All right. Well, we're going to, I don't have the bio for this author. So we are go. what we're going to do is we are going to hop on over and chat with our guest, special guest today that I can't wait for you guys to meet. So let's go on over there and chat with her. Bruce is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles, the Bruce redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave at the dentist. It brushes whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners are getting 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral routine today. Thank you so much for joining us. Danielle, Kyle, welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. We're super excited to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Um, how are you? How's the weather? How's things? Um, I'm good. It is my son's first day home because he's on summer break now. So we've been trying to figure that schedule out all morning, which was basically him just being attached to my hip and me saying, go away. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the weather is supposed to be rainy, I think, for the next few days, but it's still in the 80s. So it's like that kind of like nice, but you know what's coming. Yeah. Things it's can't like, enjoy. It's like out here in Virginia, too. Um, mm-hmm. It's like musky. I hate it when it does that. Yeah. The weather when it rains and it's hot, stupid. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, it has weather in Baltimore. It's sunny. We'll yeah. And nice and cool, and we're going to go open the pool today. Yes. Nice, nice. My kids won in ours, but it's still too cold for me. I won't do it. I got to have, oh, my God, my little brother is singing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, am I sorry? My little brother was, like, singing. Marinate me. No, please don't. Anyways, um. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into questions and I'm going to let Stevie take the first portion of those because I'm going to mute myself and tell my brother that I'm on a freaking podcast. <laughs> Heart screaming lyrics. <laughs> take it away. I'll be right. Um, now you, ha- you have a young adult series called the pack series, which is made up of, I believe a novella and two full links and a third mm-hmm. one's getting ready to release. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who haven't read it, can you give a series overview? Yeah, it is a straight up young adult contemporary series. So it's kind of like uh, if 13 Reasons Why was made into a series following individual characters is kind of how I explain it mostly. Um, there are elements of romance in it, but it's not classified as a young adult romance. Um, But yeah, it just follows. So the novella gives you the overview of who the characters are. They are all like a group of friends that met at summer camp for years now. And um, the novella is the last five days of their camp. They're all going into their junior year of high school, which as we all know, is just a ridiculous year to begin with. Um, Without any extra drama added to it, (laughs) junior year sucks. Um, But it kind of, the novella kind of gives you a little glimpse into each of their lives. The one thing they don't talk about at camp is like, like life outside of camp. They don't yeah. talk about any of their issues. They don't talk about their lives out there because that is that and camp is camp. Um, but not talking about things that are going on in your life with your best friends is not a good idea either mm-hmm. because it just all starts to build up. So we see them when they're in their last five days. You could tell each one of them has issues, a problem of some sort, you know, what's a little glimpse of what's going on in their lives. And then the, the full length books are following um, all of them individually as they go through the school year. Oh, mm-hmm. I dig, I dig. I'm here for it. First of all, I love the 13 reasons why. Let's just, let's just put that out there. I love that. I love yeah. that. The, the first one, the first book is, um, I'm going to show you these because these covers are freaking awesome too. So this is the novella. Uh, but the first one is the most akin to 13 Reasons Why with like the subject matter as well. But Oh my God, I'm in love. 
And then the second one is really good too. Oh my God, those are beautiful. And we're working on the next one's cover today. I think today or tomorrow we're working on it. So, but yeah, they all, they all have issues, you know, cause I, I, I as hard as I try, I can't write happy people just Thanks. being happy. <laughs> I just can't do it <laughs> because nobody is ever really just happy. Oh, never. Speaking of not happy, these are angsty books that deal with like super sensitive topics. And since we're talking mm -hmm. about it, what made you want to address some of these topics? Um, so I, I didn't think I was going to do them as a series. Um, it was like last, I think May when I started writing something down, but it was a lot about the first book, which is far from the surface. That's Lizzie's book. She's a swimmer. She is overwhelmed with life. There's just too much pressure kind of piling on and she just can't compartmentalize and deal with it. Yeah. Um, her story is my story and based off of loose, I mean, not super loosely based, but it's based off of my story in high school too. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew at some point I wanted to write that book. It just somehow fell into place to be a part of this series. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where it came out. And then I knew I, I've always wanted to do something with summer camp, but it's really hard to do a book about summer camp because either they're all at a at like a sleepover camp and you're in the exact same place and you never leave. Exactly. <laughs> so plot wise, that's hard to go on. Um, so I was like, well, what if we just did the last five days? I'm like, okay, that works. Um, and then it kind of just snowballed from there and the other characters popped out and all of their issues popped out and it became a series. I love oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, Stevie, moving <laughs> on to the next question, ma'am. <laughs> Since the fourth book is releasing, I believe in, you said in June, right? One month from today. What can fans expect from Robin's book? Um, so Robin's book, hold on one second. What, baby? Then go upstairs. Oh my God, go ahead. He, I knew he was gonna be good, but I don't know why he just came down here. Um, okay, Robin's book, I'm editing right now and so each one of these books I want to be relatable um, so in all of the books I want to be able to like have it be relatable to somebody not all of the books are going to be relatable to everybody which I mean if they are I'm really sorry you have a, a horrible life <laughs> like if they're all relatable to one person this is going to be bad news but um I want at least one of them, one character to be relatable to someone. And I have had people come to me after reading the novella and be like, I really connected with this character. And I'm like, fabulous. Um, so uh, Robin's book, I feel like might be relatable to more of the masses than maybe Jenny's or Lizzie's because Jenny's and Lizzie's deal with like very kind of, I don't want to say niche issues, but not an overwhelming amount of people deal with those kind of things. Yeah. Um, Robin's book, she has a twin sister and her, so Robin is like the nerd, right? She's a science geek. She loves it. That's who she is. She doesn't care. Yeah. Um, her twin sister is basically Regina George. Oh, and love to see it, don't we? Uh-huh. And um, she loves to make Robin's life miserable at school and just torment her all the time if she can and her friends because they're on the exact opposite levels of the high school hierarchy, right? Yeah. Fuck so Robin, Robin is sick of it. She She's done. And she decides that she's going to come up with this plan um, to basically try to take down her sister and knock her to the bottom and show her what it's like to be down there and get her off of her high horse. Um, the first step on her plan is to start fake dating her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I know we have like all of these things. That's um, amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So I was like, if anything, you can be if when you were in high school, you can relate to the person who made your life, you know, hell, or you can relate to the, um, you know, having a sibling that was never nice to you, or you can relate to, um, you know, whatever it is. Like there's more relatable high school topics in this one, yeah. I feel like, but yeah, I mean, her plan is not gonna go 
as she writes. So as a scientist, you know, she writes everything step-by-step -step order. These are some variables that might happen. Um, but she's not quite inside of her sister's head enough to know what she's going to do. And eventually the entire plan will just take over her life. Yeah. And everything falls apart from that. So she has to try to figure out how to deal with, with everything that she put upon herself, basically. Um, I hate but... it. Oh <laughs> I hate, I hate a high school hierarchy. Oh my yeah. God. And I mean, I can't really, I can't really even like say anything because I mean, I, I have to be honest, like high school wasn't super tough for me. Middle school is rough. Middle school is rough. But when I was in high school and I hit high school age, I was a really big athlete and like nobody really knew that until high school. And so if you're an athlete in the small town that I grew up in, your life is 10 times you kind of have like more of a privilege than anybody else which is yeah. stupid as shit but and I mean I was never I never bullied anybody let me just clarify like I was a very I'm a very social butterfly kind of person so I like everybody of all kinds of people but there are other people who have like the like a privilege of like being at the top of the food chain if you're an athlete and so I just kind of like ran like middle of the road like I was I wasn't bullied in high school or anything like that so I have to be like thankful for that but dude mm -hmm. high school fucking sucks <laughs> it's so stupid I think it's so stupid how oh, just drama and rumors it physically makes me want to literally pass out thinking about the stupid shit that happened in high school. And I would listen, I'm the type of person where I would listen to people tell me about like rumors that they'd heard about me. And I'm like, damn, well, what did I do next? <laughs> this is interesting. My life is apparently a lot more interesting than what I'm living <laughs> because of this. But yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is with like teenage bodies and like teenage hormones where they feel the need to like feed off of drama. Mm -hmm. but I would yeah. I my high school never, when I was there, it wasn't really clicky either. Like there are the people, you know, who hung out with these people and those people, but like uh, somebody from theater might also be, um, you know, an athlete or some, an athlete might also be one of the nerds, you know, if you classified it that way. Like there wasn't set tables in the cafeteria where these people always sat and there was like, you know, that, that just didn't really exist and, um, you know, everybody kind of knew of each other, but I, you know, there wasn't really, you know, there wasn't like the, I don't even think our prom queen was a cheerleader, you know, like it wasn't, yeah, you know, cool. our prom king was like our class goofball and he was the funniest kid ever and I love him. Oh my God, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we didn't, we didn't really have that at my high school and thank God social media didn't exist at my high school. Oh, yeah, I know that's a whole nother beast I was I was I'm, I'm young so like um so social media was definitely a thing when I was in high school and like okay so you have ever watched this the tv show or the movie Friday Night Lights I have not but I've heard of it okay so you ever heard like Texas like football is like big in Texas right like Friday Night Lights are huge and in any small town you go to in the south it's the same thing football is life in these towns so if you play football bro you're top food chain like I mean you are you feel like you're a freaking god I, I hated that shit so stupid but we had this issue on social media it was this stupid app and I can't remember what it was called it was, it's been deleted but there was this app where you could type in like your school name right and you could post like memes and posts about people in your school and it would be like on everybody's if you had selected that school you could even go to like schools like the next town over and look at those but instead of it being like informational things about school it was like slander like people were yeah. making memes about you know people who were overweight and girls who had slept with people and it was it was there were at one point somebody had posted people's like um somebody had sent them like uh, sexually explicit pictures and posted them on there like it was a huge thing. And I was like, bro, we were getting out of hand. This is crazy. And we ended up having to have a bully seminar because of it. 
And I just think that I don't, I, I feel like people don't realize, like, thankfully, nobody like um, attempted to hurt themselves because of that. But I feel like we were super lucky that that didn't happen. And I feel like that just, I don't know, like, I feel like some people just think that they don't, they don't, their actions don't have repercussions when it comes to social media. But like, you have no idea what that does to the person behind that screen. And like, you could have definitely been the, per- the reason that somebody injured themselves because of what you said. And I feel like if people would realize that their words have weight even behind a screen, that it would be a lot different. So I was just like, high school, dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm telling you right now, I'd cut off my left arm before I went back. I'm so glad social media was not big when I, I mean, MySpace was towards high school year. Like my senior year, MySpace was like this huge phenomenon. But other than that, people kind of like, you were outside playing or on your phone or be nice. school. I feel ancient compared to you guys right now. <laughs> well, I'm, well, see, I'm 32. I'm not ashamed to say how old I am. I'm going to be 35 in August. So, so you we're like, we're slightly. Oh, no. Don't say what day. Now I know I, I've narrowed her, I narrowed her Zodiac that sign down to oh, two. No. It's cool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> I mean, there was one incident in high school where a uh, a student slept with a teacher. Yeah. Very cliche for you'll have that the world that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, and that yeah, that was that was I think the biggest thing that happened while I was in high school for those four years. I was in 10th grade when it happened because she's the same age as me. We were both in 10th grade. And I remember sitting in our uh, parenting class and them handing out letters to the parents for us to take home to our parents about it because it had become an investigation and the teacher was fired. And basically she started babysitting for him and his wife. Yeah, because that's illegal as shit. Right. And then obvious things happened after that. And that poor girl was labeled every name. 18? Under- oh, she's like writing it. Yeah. It's <laughs> she's like, I'm going to write this book. Was the boy like 18? Was the boy 18? He was a teacher. Teacher. Was the girl 18? No. no she was a sophomore. Oh, she shit. was a sophomore in high school. Keep up with the story here. I'm sorry. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't hear that. So, Fail. So this poor girl was labeled everything under the sun and probably rightfully so considering what happened and he was married, but rightfully so my ass, just because you do that don't mean that you can, I mean, like, listen, she did did have to leave the school because of it. So she had to switch schools. They, the popular kids ran her out of school because of it. I didn't agree with that. I was still nice to her. I still see her every now and then she's married and has children now, but she, that really ruined her life for a while. Like she couldn't go anywhere without somebody knowing what happened. Yeah. Do that, do that shit town by any means. Do that shit in a small town, and that shit will haunt you till you die. I'm really <laughs> grateful that we probably that we live in a uh, a bigger city where it's not like people who you grew up with in that area would know about it, but not anybody I else. So it, for things I did in high school. It was sad, and the teacher did lose his job. He was a a, a student advocate that we had on campus, and he was Damn, also. I was like, is he a history coach. teacher? But he's a history teacher. He was a basketball coach. Oh, it's a coach. Oh, it's always the coach. All right, and so cliche. I'm telling you, it's always the history teachers. It's always the history teachers. He was he was actually a pretty cool guy. Everybody really liked him until that, and that kind of just threw everybody off because everybody was expecting that one. I don't know what it is about history teachers or history majors in general, but they're always the most attractive. I don't even care what anybody says. Oh, I have my oh, I'll have to show you because I have my high school my high school my senior year yearbook. We'll have to show him. One of my history teachers was so hot that I had him as a um. When our junior year hit, we went on a bus trip to New York City because it's only three hours from here. Yeah. So we got on a bus and I was on his bus. And every time he would lean over to change the movie and the um, DVD player for the book, for the bus, every girl's head went like this. <laughs> over. Okay, so moving on. You got the next question or is it my turn? It's your turn. It's my turn. 
Okay, you also have a romance series called Parkdale, which is made of three full-length novels and a holiday novella. What are five words you would use to describe this series? I, I, I can't. I can't. I was trying to think. I'm so bad at this. Oh, writing blurbs is hard enough. Like, how do you narrow it down even from that? Oh, yeah. Same um, thing. Have to cut them down from, like, 2,000 words to, like, up. We have to cut no. it down. Um, okay, so it's not going to be five, but I'll say the first one is summer love. Then we have college romance, mm -hmm. and then road trip romance is the third one. I just wrote one of those. Um, yeah, I don't. They're all they're 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 all romance with issues. You know, I don't write happy people, so my characters still have. They have problems. <laughs> they have realistic problems, though, you know? I yeah. mean, it's not like I'm going all, you know, walk to remember and, you know, don't fall in love with me. I have leukemia. I'm going to die. Uh, I'm not that. I'm not that. <laughs> but they have, you know, they have realistic issues. They have problems with their parents and they have, um, you know, they just, it's, yeah. So the I first one. I've been hard now. I'm crying. <laughs> because. <laughs> When we go off a of recording, MJ, we'll, we'll, we'll explain to you why both of us bust out laughing. I, I can't say it out loud because it's a major spoiler, but <laughs> I will tell you what it is that is making Stevie laugh so much. Okay, continue. <laughs> Let me compose myself now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're all romances, but they're, there's always a happily ever after, and my heroes are lovely. They're not alphas they're not I mean they're just regular dudes yeah uh, but they're sweet and I love them and my girls are they're awesome too <laughs> so I don't know we're here for it I like yeah. it that was a good description I like it I, I picked that up on that description right all right okay I see you okay go back because it completely shut me out and it stopped recording oh no it's not still recording on my thing okay Record it's not recording on here okay well then stop it and then start recording I, I did. It's already recording, so I'll cut this part out. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. It kicked me out. Okay. Um, okay, wait. Okay, let me re-ask that question. Can fans expect more books in the Parkdale series? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect reenactment. I mean, not this year for sure. Um maybe next year I'm not committing to anything but there are so if you read the the novella the novella is called the very Parkdale Christmas it's not it's a it, they all gather for Christmas but it's not Christmas related um yeah. but there are people in that story who might have stories more stories to tell oh snap all right <laughs> you heard it here first mm -hmm. um now, if you could pick one series to turn into a movie, which would you pick and why? And then, Stevie, you can take the last two because I just okay. took two. <laughs> um, I'm going to flip that. I would like the Pact series, the young adult one, to be a Netflix show. That would be cool. That would it be would be good. So my thought process with that is you'd probably have to put all the kids in the same school and kind of follow them intertwined. Um, right now they don't live by each other so they mainly are talking through text and stuff like that um, yeah. you know they, they might see each other here or there one or two of them but if they did as a Netflix show because the timelines overlap slightly yeah. um, that's really the interconnecting part is how they overlap a little bit like a euphoria but, type thing what? like a euphoria type thing no not you oh my god i know i know we don't have hbo anymore we well, got rid of it after game of thrones well basically like the way that euphoria does is it follows the lives of multiple different high schoolers like mm -hmm. one episode you could be like focusing on like maddie and then like the next episode you can be focusing on somebody else like it like follows the storyline of multiple teenagers in high school so good yeah. by the way yeah basically that would be how it would work it was some somebody I don't remember where it was recently but somebody kind of compared it to Degrassi no oh, I love me some Degrassi love Degrassi especially next love generation Degrassi. and yeah the first yeah. and with Eli no we're yeah. not talking <laughs> about the, the newer episodes 
Okay, well, those, but those two, the Eli ones too, that's what I, that was what was on when I was in high school. Okay, so with, ones with, with Craig and yeah. uh, uh, Ellie and uh, all of those. Like, yeah, that, that's kind Drake of what cool. I shamefully, shamefully love Eli. <laughs> it's okay. Eli. Yeah, back when Drake was cool. Back oh. when Drake. <laughs> oh, God. Ken Sterling's coming for me. Okay, so CB, you take the last two questions. I would just like to put a a a, a, a warning with that. Jen's going to come for me now that I said that was when Drake was cool. Insulted her man. I know Jen Sterling, man, she loves her some Drake. <laughs> um, who would you cast in that TV series? I have no clue. I don't know any of these young people these days. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We need to go like high school musical, the TV series from like uh, right. Disney Plus in order to get all the young kids from. Well, no, I can think of a handful of people who look young but aren't exactly in their teenage years that could definitely bypass for high schoolers. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Jacob Elderoy, but uh, yeah, he <laughs> he's in Euphoria and he, he, plays could, he could be Ray. A <laughs> little bit tall, but he could be Ray dibs yeah he could be right um and then john b from outer banks he he could be um oh he could be ethan from lizzie's book okay okay yes he could he could um obsessed with, so john b from outer banks is the reason my friends and i started a live stream called cougar talk <laughs> he is the reason because he's like 26 or 27 so it's okay to crush on him but he's playing like a 17 year old to be honest i'm gonna be completely honest with you and this just shows that i have like a serial serious mental defect with being attached to the wrong people i have a serious crush on jj it is not even funny he is my my favorite character like if you were to ask me what my type is in high school it's jj I love I love me some JJ. Our other co-host, uh, Gal Harris, is the JJ girl. So love her. Love her. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I don't. I, I don't know any other people. <laughs> anybody else? I don't. I don't All know right, who my okay, girls would be. No problem there. Yeah, my girls are too precious to me to like lock down and commit to somebody. I feel like exactly. Exactly. You also have to see the actor or actress could embody that character. Because yeah. there's multiple times where I've seen the cast list for something, and I'm like, this is going to be shitty. But then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wait, they did such a good job. Yeah. Good job. Um, okay, take the last question, Stevie, before we move on to writing questions. With the release book of, of, of your book in June, if I can get the words out, what's next for 2021 besides that? <laughs> um, so uh, there's book one, two, three. That's book four for June. That's Imperfections in the Plan. Book five is Written Between the Lines. That's August. Mm -hmm. There may or may not be an extra novella coming out after that. Um, May or may not. I mean, there there may be. It's already plotted, but (laughs) 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 because if you read the series and and you know who the books are about, there's still one person that you're going to come after me at the end and be like, I'm sorry, I need more. Oh God! I've already had the people come after me, so <laughs> hopefully that should help alleviate some of that. Um, and then basically the rest of 2021 is a top secret project. I'm not allowed to talk about my life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay, so I mean, I think that sounds like a good June. I think it sounds like a good rest of 2021. Sounds like a good schedule. I'm excited. So we're going to move on to the writing portion, and I take these questions, because uh, this is my section. For obvious um, reasons. <laughs> when did you realize that you wanted to be a writer, or an author, both, you know, whatever? Uh, never. <laughs> so I've been, I've been writing forever, and I used to write things all throughout high school. Okay, so back to social media. Y'all had, like, whatever social media the social media we had when I was in high school um my space was like nah it just wasn't very huge nothing was very huge because we didn't carry the internet in our pockets you know yeah. um but Zanga in live journal yep. was where it was at 
So <laughs> um, I would always write in like kind of those places and for English classes and creative writing, stuff like that. Um, but, at, but see, back then it wasn't like self-publishing wasn't a thing back then. So the thought of having to query and find an agent and find all these people like terrified me. And I was like, I, I don't like rejection. So if I sent out letters and I got no's, I'd be like, nope, done with that career. <laughs> uh, like, nope. And uh, so it wasn't really a thing. And then in 20, and I, I used to, or I used to, I still do. Um, I would write for Nano. Do you guys know Nano? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think my first account was open in like 2009 or something like that. I didn't win that year because that was the year I wanted my, or the month I wanted my honeymoon. So it was like, obviously not finishing that up. Um, but I kind of did it on and off for years after that too. And then I wrote a book in 2016 that I actually published in 2017 um, with absolutely no knowledge whatsoever. Uh, that's back when uh, Amazon's publishing was still CreateSpace. I had the hardest time trying to figure out Barnes and Noble self-publishing, like, and I just gave up on all of that. <laughs> I told my Facebook friends, I didn't even have Instagram at that point. Um, I told my Facebook friends that I published a book and that was like the extent of it. And then I stopped. I was like, well, that was cool. Now, you know, on with life. <laughs> so, and then... Uh, 28 2019 I wrote um out of the darkness for nano because we had just moved down here I didn't have a job one of my kids wasn't in he didn't have a preschool to go to yet I didn't have anything to do um so I wrote out of the darkness and I was like you know what I could I could publish this you know I've done it once and again I did it all wrong but <laughs> And then I made author friends and because of the author friends, I continued on after that. And now like 10, eight books later, something like that, I'm still here. So it kind of just happened. I never really said, I want to be a writer. I want to be an author. It just, it just did. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good. I think that's awesome. So, um, do you have any interesting writing quirks like eating Twizzlers while you write or like wearing the same hoodie, like anything like that? Like when you sit down to write, is there something like a ritual you do? Um, check TikTok too much. Um, no, um, I, <laughs> I, you know what? Every, everything for me changes every book. <laughs> so some books I've written purely sitting at my desk. This series that I'm doing now, for some reason, I'm writing a lot on my couch. Um, I listened to a lot of music with all my other books and like this one and the last one, I haven't really listened to a lot of music. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, the only thing that's the same is I work on the same computer. That's about it. <laughs> Everything, the way I write, my books is completely different. Every single book, like the one I'm Robin's book that I'm doing now, um, is the only one I've written 95% in order. I've oh. never written in order before, like ever. And in this one, I've written mostly in order. I had to skip two or three chapters just because I knew I needed to do something else with how what I thought about that chapter, but it didn't. Yeah. Like I knew it in what I was going to do in my head so I can continue on. I just would come back to that one later. So it's still in order. It's not really affecting anything in the rest of the book because um, I already know what I was going to do there. Yeah, yeah. I've never written a book in order before ever. I, so. I like to hop around a lot <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I really want to write this chapter. Yep. So I like, I'm like, oh, okay, let's write it. Um, but I mean, I would say that I write most of it in order, but I totally get that. Like wanting to hop around is like, it's yeah. not it's like something I have to do so yeah. what do you like to do when you're not writing um oh, that's a thing <laughs> I mean I have two kids and a dog and a husband so I'm occupied otherwise uh you know I would say like go out with friends but I don't really have friends down here and you know paninis that are going on um 
but I try to read. I'm not reading as much anymore because I have to read my own crap. Um, but I like to read and I binge Netflix shows. I just binged The Circle the other day. That's basically what I do is I either binge read or I binge watch and I can't do both. Like if I'm watching something, I'm not reading anything. And if I'm reading book after book, there is no TV. <laughs> so it's one or the other. I love it. Okay. Oh, I'm um, a really weird reader where I have to have like background noise. No. Nine times out of 10, the TV's on no. while I'm reading. It might not be anything I like. It might just be an infomercial for all I know, but it's just the sound of it. Mm-hmm. I have to have some kind of sound. I love when an author gives me a playlist. I will push play on the start of that playlist and I will just go to town. My I- road trip. My road trip has, it's the only one that has the playlist, um, but it has, it has a little Spotify playlist and it's not necessarily, so some people ask because it's a road trip, it's not songs that you would listen to in the car, yeah. but there, there's songs that came up um, in my, while I was listening to music while I was writing and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect song for that scene. Um, and then my full length first full length in the pack series doesn't have a playlist but it has a theme song for the boy and the theme song for the girl oh so, like, that's cute i've never seen that before. that's the first thing i've done before that's cool i like that it is like i listen to those two on repeat so they are perfection for those two characters i love it i dig it um so my last writing question is what does your family think about your writing and have they read any of your books? Um, no, they have not read them. Um, I believe my dad has bought the paperbacks. Oh, I dad. doubt he's read them. <laughs> you know, he's like a 72 year old male. He's not reading young adult romance. Um, <laughs> but uh, my husband has not, my husband is just kind of indifferent. He's like, you do you and cool whatever he's not really into any of it yeah my daughter is like my biggest promoter (laughs) she's seven (laughs) it's so funny she's so into it she we had a babysitter come over the other day and before she left she goes have you read any of my mommy's books did you read the Parkdale series and I'm like I love you kid um but she I'm gonna have to right it's so funny but my favorite thing is is that her kids also help pack her books up they do they love putting all this stuff together it's It's the cutest thing ever that i've ever seen and she has made reference to the fact that you can pick who you want to package your book (laughs) if you want Uh, (laughs) adorable that's actually super sweet that makes me want to have kids (laughs) she'll change her mind in the next two minutes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i will i will that's why i don't have children yet so so i'm gonna take reading questions uh now she's gonna start with that i'm gonna pop off here because my uh, speaking of husbands my husband is like texting me and i gotta make sure that there's not an emergency because i'm not like with him right now um so yeah stevie go ahead take it i'm just gonna okay has a book ever changed your life um I wouldn't say it changed my life. Yeah, I wouldn't say a book has changed my life, but there are some books that just kind of stick with you all the time. Um, And then there's just the books that even I haven't read them in years, I still recommend like The Sea of Tranquility. I'll recommend that book to everybody. it is so good. Ashley, I don't know if you know this, but it's that book is so good. Colleen Hoover actually references it in one of her books. Yep. Um, and then Bright Side. Anytime somebody says I'm looking for a, a tearjerker or a book to make me cry, I'm like, here's three boxes of tissues and Bright Side. <laughs> I always recommend Archer's Voice. That's a good one. Because Mia shared, oh my gosh, that book. She's good. It gets me every time I read it. And I've read it like a hundred times at this point in my life. Yeah. Or who knows? Yeah. Um, what attracts you to a book, the blurb, the cover, or a recommendation? I would say first would always be a recommendation, um, especially from a friend who reads the same kind of stuff I do. 
Um, covers are always, uh, covers will always maybe grab my eye, but it could be for a good or bad reason. But if you have a, you know, an interesting blurb, I'd probably give it a try. Um, that's why I love Kindle Unlimited too, because you can give it a try, you know. Yep. Um, that's how I found most of my favorite authors is through Kindle Unlimited too. But yeah, I would say recommendations from a friend would definitely go first. Um, and then, but I'll, I'll never read a book just because it has a good cover. Like I have to right. at least know, get a, I mean, you don't have to have the world's best blur, but I have to get a gist of kind of what it's about um, before I start reading it. I will totally buy a book just because of the cover. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> I have, I have multiple- like five copies of one book because of the cover. Um, first of all, that's only with Stephen King. So watch your mouth. Okay. <laughs> uh, secondly, I will, anytime that he has a different cover come out, I will buy it. Um, anywho, but no, with like romance and stuff like that, if you got a good cover, man, I won't even read the blurb. I'll just buy the book and I'm not even read that book, but I love that cover and I want it on my shelf. She even bought Claire Contreras's book because of the cover. Oh yeah, there's good covers. Claire Contreras has a book called Fables and Other Lies. I've never even yeah. I never had never heard of her up until this point. I don't know. I still don't know what the book is about. I don't know anything about it. All I did was I saw it on Instagram. I saw somebody was like, "Oh, cover reveal." I was like, "Yeah, add to cart. <laughs> add to cart. <laughs> I want that." <laughs> yeah, I haven't read that one, but I actually it's really funny. In my the first book that I published last year, Out of the Darkness, I referenced. Uh, one of her books in the first chapter because um, the way she has her little meet cute with the guy is she um, Claire is the name of the the girl Um, but she is sitting by like a pond reading a book because she's like a bookworm and he saw her and came up behind her and was like hey what are you doing and scares her and her book goes flying and it lands in the pond and he like you know, it was like hopping around, taking his shoes off. Like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And he comes out and obviously it's like soggy and ruined. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, but it was, it was Half Truths by Claire Contreras. And he actually whips out his phone and then orders her a new one on Amazon, like on the spot. So. Oh, that's it's so cute. That's, that's adorable. I love it. Oh. That's, the, that's their little meet cute in the first chapter. But it's a Claire Contreras book that she's reading. That's an amazing meet cute. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Also, let's just say that I need to start remembering my husband's social security number. That's what it's. <laughs> yeah, I need to start remembering Fletcher's social security number because I just had a slight heart attack. Yeah. I was literally, uh, I'm going to tell this story real quick because it's really funny. I was literally telling Stevie before we got on here because listen, I forgot that today was the last day to file for your taxes. Okay. And so I have to file my taxes and I filed them and then I sent them in, whatever. And I told Stevie that my biggest fear is like the IRS, like knocking on my door. And like taking me to jail for like accidentally doing so. Like knowing me, I'd probably accidentally not do something and go to jail for it, right? Yeah, but they don't take you to jail right away. So it scares the shit out of me, though. It scares the shit out of me. <laughs> so I I literally got a text message, and it was like from the, the thing, and it was like, uh, your your taxes have been rejected by the IRS. I was like, that's it. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> and the only, and I forgot I put I marked like single instead of because I'm just recently married instead of married filed separately filing separately. And mm-hmm. Dow and Fletcher like put me on his, so obviously it's gonna affect <laughs> that. So I was like, oh, okay, that's wrong. But now he won't text me back and I need to put his social security number in my thing. But yeah, I just had a mini heart attack on this thing. Like you didn't see it, but on the inside, I was like, I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. The IRS- They'd rather get your money than put you, like go through the hassle of putting you in jail. And they're only going to put you in jail if you like have issues with like millions of dollars. I would hope so. so listen, you're good. I get that much for my tax refund. I ain't even- <laughs> <laughs> they don't care but like people like me who are only maybe getting like a couple hundred and that's yeah. about it <laughs> exactly I didn't even get that much Whew. yeah right you're okay the IRS is not gonna send you to jail anytime soon scared me to death all right <laughs> jokes on y'all I'll go to jail tomorrow okay. <laughs> moving on what are who are some of your favorite authors um my favorite authors um I love Candy Steiner I love um I love Max Monroe Brittany Cherry yeah um, 
my a new favorite author is actually a friend of mine. Her name is Penelope Freed, and she writes young adult romance. And she's letting me read the last ones in her series early. And I I don't cry at books. I don't like at the fault in their stars. No, I didn't cry at that one either. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I cried at the end of her book. At the end of the last book in her series that comes out shoot I think the end of this month I don't know I read it last month but I was like in bed I was like tears running down my face I'm like what is happening to me (laughs) I cry all the time I'm not even ashamed to admit it one bump in the road and I'm in tears so uh, tv sometimes I'll cry at more especially if somebody is crying or especially if it has to do with kids uh I cried watching the last episode of the circle (gasps) done did you watch season two yes okay uh, the last message when they got the videos from their families and and and, and the trevor oh trevor <laughs> i was like like tears running down my face so anything with kids like that too obviously makes me more emotional but i'm like what is happening <laughs> um, it was so good though um but yeah yeah, so I mean, I like I like a mixture of young adult and contemporary romance, rom coms. Um, I like all of it. All right, cool. All right, next question. Do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? I'm an e-reader person, and let me just. So these are all my books. You can see these are the only books that I own that are not mine. I just see Colin Hoover. Yeah, I spotted that. I was like, it's calling <laughs> um, I've, I've met her twice, and those are both signed. And those were, like, my own ones up until oh, recently. Because when we moved, I got rid of all of my, like, most of the paperbacks I had because I wasn't reading them, and I didn't want to move them. And now I'm like, oh, that was a dumb idea. But I also didn't want to move them, so. <laughs> that is blasphemy. I know. Blasphemy. I know. I know. And, and I wouldn't move anything else in my house. Yep, I'd move my books and I'd leave everything else behind. <laughs> for real, for real. I know, I know, I know, guys, I know. And I used to be, my mom, um, she used to be the person who would go to Barnes & Noble every Tuesday when new books dropped and she would go straight to that front table with all the new releases and grab like three or four and then she would read them and I would read them and then I would end up keeping them, um, which is why I had so many at one point. Um, and when e like when a kindle when e-readers came out e-readers not even kindle my first one was a sony e-reader um my dad got it for me for christmas i don't know how many years ago now um and uh (laughs) i was so against it i was like dad i'm never gonna use this like i like just being able to go to the bookstore and grab a book and yeah and now it's the only thing that i use so i mean i've I've upgraded since then (laughs) but yeah, I only read really Kindles now unless somebody sends me a paperback. I have, I'm just bad. Sorry. Um, CB, is that your last one or do you have another one? I have one more. Okay, what was your last five star read? I haven't even finished a book in the last month. Um, I would say, so my very last one, I would say was Penelope Freed's um, in her On Point series. It was the fourth one coming out. Let's see, toe-to-toe, face-to-heart-to-heart, face-to-head. Uh, heart-to-heart is the last one. I think it's it comes out later this month. Um, I think the last one, book four in the On Point series, it's about ballerinas. And she's a really cute hero in there who's a nerd and he, he speaks in Marvel and I love it. Um, but it was adorable and I loved it. I'm gonna have to look that up. I haven't. I haven't read those. I'm gonna have to. When you said Penelope, I thought you were gonna say Penelope Douglas, and I was like, <laughs> but no, I hadn't. I haven't heard of that. I'm gonna have to read those. So this is that has not come in here yet. I know he's probably doing something important. Thankfully, <laughs> um, so we are at the end of the podcast where we ask our favorite questions and these are trope questions sadly it is the end so when we finish this one we're going to let you have a few minutes to pimp yourself out but first of all we're gonna we're gonna end these questions so what is your favorite trope to write and why 
My favorite trope to write, I would say if I'm doing romance would be friends to lovers. Um, just because I love that kind of connection that they have, you know, they're friends first and then as they get to know each other more or better, it just kind of evolves into something more. And I think it's really cute. And it's just, it makes your heart happy. I, yes, uh, I love a good friends to lovers. But listen, they're hard to write, especially if they meet when they're super young because it's mm. something that looks like a dickhead. Yeah. Or strife. If you're sometimes within the relationship. Yeah, and it's, sometimes it's hard to write if they've known each other too long then it's hard to get some character development because they already know everything about each other or they should know everything about each other um but yeah i don't know i just like it me too me too yeah uh stevie your your turn honey what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why okay i'm gonna combine this with the next question which i know is never write. okay I always say I'm never going to write an enemies to lovers or like a bully romance. A bully romance is out of the question. Like I can't, I can't even wrap my brain around that. I've read a couple, but still it's like, it just makes me mad. Um, but enemies to lovers, I know that's everybody's favorite. So I always say I'm going to do one. And then somehow I start thinking about it and they end up not being enemies. And I'm like, I just can't, I can't grasp my brain around making people not like each other and then like each other. <laughs> it's just so hard, but I know everybody loves it and I would love to try, but it would be difficult for me, which I guess is a good challenge, maybe. I love a good enemy to lovers. Right? This is where, this is where we have, we've reached a, a disagreement point. I, I like dark romance, so um, anything dark and twisty, I will read. I think bully romance is something that I have to, um, like, I wouldn't say that I read a ton of them. Like, I don't seek them out, right? Um, if it's in a series, I'll read it, but it has to be done tastefully, and it has to be done well. And I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, I know that it's hard to be like, oh, bully romance, there's nothing tasteful about it. Like, I know, okay? I'm fucked up. It's fine. But... <laughs> I don't know. There's just something, there's something about, but see, the thing is, though, the type of dark romance I read, the reason they're being, the reason, like, like, it's usually the hero bullies the heroine, right? Now, like, if they're in high school, and he's being a dick to her for no reason, I'm like, yeah, we're slitting his throat. There's no reason you should like him. However, in the books that I read, she's being bullied because, like, she's not even being bullied. She's being, like, tormented because she, like, sent them to jail or some shit. <laughs> something like insanely crazy like that so it has to be done well and it has to toe a line and I don't know there's something very I love it I don't even care I don't care judge me judge me I don't care I love it it's fine whatever that, that's it, it like I said enemies to lovers is huge and I know bully romance is huge um but yeah I mean there has to be an underlining reason I always feel like it goes back to like second grade when the boy picks on you and everyone's like, oh, he's picking on you because he likes you. And it's like, we're taking that, but we're like popping it up into like adults. It's like, okay, well, sure. Um, but I don't know. But I know I'm Mesa Lovers is huge. I just, it would take a lot of prep work and mental planning for me to be able to write that. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, you can, you can, oh my God, Fletcher, stop calling me. You can learn a lot about somebody when they're angry. Like oh, yeah. you can reveal a lot about, and I think that that's what I like about enemies to lovers is it's not like, oh, what's your favorite color? It's like, oh, like what, like what hurts you, you know, mm -hmm. like, and you find those things out very quickly when you're arguing with somebody. So yeah. I'm currently about to start a dark romance series. <laughs> so excited, but, um, no, there's just something enemies to lovers is just delicious. I love it. I can't, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even deny it, whatever. <laughs> um, so since you answered that as a duo, um, if you were, and I'm, I never get to ask this question. You always get this question. You just asked the last two, so. I didn't ask the last two. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. You can have okay. it. I'll if, let you have it today. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? I would want, um, 
see it for for me personally I would want something like lighter and fluffier and happier than the things that like I write um but I think I really do like a good and I wouldn't say insta love um but I like a good like a borderline insta love friends to lovers uh summer romance hey that's a good one yeah I think he's a smartest oh okay but I mean yes true billionaires are nice (laughs) We've had authors come on and <coughs> say some, uh, like Jenna Hartley, she lived out her trope. She married her her uh, rowing coach. College rowing coach. From college. So that is her husband. And she said that's what she would choose. There you go. Uh, who did we have one recently that, that also married somebody that lived out theirs? I can't even remember. I know that mine is. Oh, a- I think it was Jay Salmon. It was Joe Salmon. Mine is a reverse harem, enemies to lovers. Oh, yeah, because I love a good reverse harem. So um, that is sadly the end of our podcast. Um, but we like to take this time to let you pimp yourself. Talk about a new book you have coming up. If you have a sale, anything, promote away. And then we'll tell you goodbye. Fabulous. Um, yeah, so I have the young adult, well, it's a young adult, new adult. It borderlines right at that age um, yeah. for the romance series, which is Parkdale series. It is for now a complete series if you're looking to binge. Um, the series I am currently working on is the Pact series, and that's the one that's the Degrassi 13 Reasons Why kind of thing. It has the novella and two full links already done, so you can get started. The next one comes out June 17th, and then the last full length is August 19th. So by the end of the summer, you'll have the complete series done. There will be some sort of sale um, when the last one is released. So the first, some of the first books will probably be on sale then too. But um, the novella is, they're all in Kindle Unlimited. Everything I have is in Kindle Unlimited. Um, The novella for the pack series, which is called Secrets of the Summer, is only 99 cents as well. So you can get started before the next one comes out. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've had such a fun time with you and I really appreciate you coming on and talking about yourself and all of your books. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us and we hope you have a great day.